Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navradagis provides views and opinions on issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. We suddenly find ourselves in the midst of campaign season in Greece as snap parliamentary elections have been declared for the 25th of January of this new year. In the lead up to the elections, there are many in Greece and indeed in Europe and around the world who are placing their hopes with Syriza, Greece's main opposition party, which is currently leading in the polls and which is favored to emerge victorious in the upcoming elections, though it remains to be seen whether it will attain a large enough percentage of the vote to form a majority in a new parliament or if it will be forced to try to form a coalition with other smaller parties. With all the political developments shaping up in Greece, I could not help but put together a number of questions, both for Syriza and for the rest of the political system, questions that are largely rhetorical in nature. I'll leave it to you, the Dialogos Radio listener, to ponder what the answers to these questions might be. Why is it, for instance, that every time an electoral contest is set to take place in Greece, new political parties from old political forces seem to crop up out of the woodwork, and why is it that these parties always seem to be geared toward taking a percentage of the vote away from Syriza in particular? In 2012, we had the MAR, the so-called Democratic Left, which then signed on to a coalition government with the pro-austerity New Democracy and PASOK parties. In the last year's European parliamentary elections, it was Topotami, founded by pro-government, pro-establishment, pseudo-hipster celebrity journalist Stavros Theodorakis with its own pro-memorandum, pro-austerity views. And now it is the movement of Democrats and Socialists, founded by the disgraceful former Prime Minister of Greece, the American-born George Papandreou, who is the Prime Minister under whom Greece's economic statistics were manipulated and Greece was forced under IMF and Troika supervision and austerity, while Papandreou was also in talks with former IMF head Dominique Strauss-Kahn prior to the 2009 elections. Who is funding these parties and what purpose do they really serve? Why is it, in addition, that every time an electoral contest or some major political development shapes up in Greece, that there is suddenly either some sort of attack that is blamed on terrorists or the arrest of a so-called terrorist? Does anybody seriously believe that the arrest of Christodoulos Xiros, supposedly Greece's most wanted terrorist, just coincidentally happened to take place right around the time elections were called? Why should the Greek and international media and their coverage of the Greek elections be trusted when they are the ones who promoted the pro-austerity government and who kept repeating that Greece would return to growth in 2011, in 2012, in 2013, and in 2014, and which are now again attempting to terrorize everyone about what will happen if Syriza wins or if Greece departs from the Eurozone? Why is it that after over five years of crisis and economic austerity, and despite the proliferation of many left-wing and populist parties, that Syriza is the only such party that has made any headway in the polls, while most other such parties have actually declined. Why is there such a lack of support for other parties that profess to be anti-memorandum and anti-austerity? Why is it that Greece seems to be once again returning to a bipolar, two-party political system, and whose interests does this serve? And that leads me to 
some questions for Syriza. Will the many factions and political wings which together comprise Syriza, some of which apparently do not support the party's official pro-Euro, pro-EU line, continue their opposition when and if Syriza comes to power? Or will the sweet taste of power temper their convictions? Syriza, despite its pro-European Union line, has also made many promises to abolish the regressive property tax, to restore the minimum wage to pre-crisis levels, to reopen national public broadcaster ERT and to roll back some of the more severe social cuts of the past few years. Will Syriza keep these promises, however? And what will its excuse be if it does not keep these promises and how will the public react? Why should Syriza be any more believable with its promises than new democracy was prior to the 2012 elections when it put forth 18 campaign promises that pledged to end austerity and the memorandums with the Troika? And why has support lingered for Syriza despite the fact that it has watered down so many of its supposedly radical positions? The government and the media, as well as the Nobel Prize-winning EU officials, have in 2012 and again with the current elections attempted to terrorize the Greek public with the false dilemma of us in a euro or them, the drachma, and chaos and poverty. What should stop Syriza, however, from justifying potentially unpopular policies and broken promises of its own with a false dilemma such as, it's either us or the far right? Syriza has also encompassed many former members of PASOK, the party which governed Greece for the majority of the past 40 years and which is renowned for its corruption. Will Syriza make an honest effort to cleanse the political system of corruption and patronage, or will we see a return to the old patronage system of PASOK? Why is Syriza and its supporters suddenly so adamantly pro-Euro, and why does it in insist that it is not even going to use the potential departure from the Eurozone as a bargaining chip with the Troika? Even if it does not believe it, why would Syriza not want to use one of the strongest cards that it has to achieve its objectives? Does it not want to play hardball with the Troika, as it claims it is willing to do? And what will Syriza do if the EU does not budge, if it insists on Greece maintaining a balanced budget, if it insists on more cuts and more austerity, and if it refuses to renegotiate Greece's debt, will Syriza still maintain its pro-EU, pro-Euro stance? Finally, how exactly does Syriza plan to combat the Greek media and its corrupt owners, who are also behind Greece's banking system, behind Greece's major contractors, behind Greece's major oil and gas companies, the insurance industry, and other major business interests? Will they investigate their practices? Will it finally issue licenses to television and radio stations instead of simply allowing these moguls to operate as they please on the airwaves without a license? Does Syriza have any plans to combat the absolutely and despicably corrupt Greek justice system and to build a system that is truly independent of political or other forms of interference? What is Syriza's plan to reinvigorate Greece's education system, to rebuild Greece's decaying public universities to provide a quality public primary and secondary education without forcing families to spend a fortune on private tutoring lessons just so their children can pass.
Will Syriza invest in funding for research and development? Does it have a plan to try to attract some of the brightest young Greek scholars that have left the country in droves back to Greece? Does Syriza have a plan to restart public works throughout the country and projects that could jumpstart the economy and put thousands of people back to work? And finally, the biggest question of them all, and the one that I will leave you with for today is, who is funding Syriza and what are their motives?